This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. A while back I was reading this story about this rabbi who had lost just his sense of purpose, where he was going in life, his direction. I'm sure you've probably been there at times. I've been there at times, and it's important through our relationship with God to keep our thumb on the pulse of why we are here. And and, and, and so this rabbi is walking along there and he's kind of kicking rocks. He's just kind of lost his way, and all of a sudden he he finds himself going through this door and when he goes through this door not paying attention these soldiers just rise up and they point their gun at him and they say who are you and why are you here and the rabbi just kind of sits there just stunned and the soldiers have their guns pointed and and they ask him again who are you and why are you here and the rabbi steps back and he says how much do you make and they say what what does that have to do with anything and the rabbi said Whatever you're making, I'll double your wages if you'll ask me that every single day. How powerful is that? And I allow me to be that soldier today and ask you, who are you and why are you here? You know, in John chapter 14, Jesus tells us, verse 26, that the Holy Spirit is our helper, our helper. And He's here to recall things to our remembrance. You know, with the Holy Spirit's help, He can recall to our mind why we're here, who we are, and why we are here. That's the question we're going to answer today. Who are we and why are we here? The Holy Spirit helps us remember why we're wired the way we're wired and why we're gifted the way we're gifted and and what is our purpose upon this earth. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, The gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. In other words, God doesn't apologize for the gift that He placed on the inside of you or why He wired you the way that He wired you or why He designed you the way that He designed you, that you have a purpose upon this earth. And when God placed those gifts on the inside of us, He saw the people that we were called and created to reach for His glory. I want you to turn with me, if you don't mind, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, and listen to God's plan. Listen to God's heartbeat. Listen to why God put that gift in you, why God called you to a certain sphere of influence. You know, I'm an executive director for the John Maxwell organization. I'm getting ready in our personal growth course that you can call in and be a part of. We're getting ready to go through a study on how to become a person of influence. Now you think about that influence. You're wired the way you're wired. You're gifted the way you're gifted. You're designed the way you're designed to influence people for the glory of God. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but as long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I want to read that again. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So when God placed that gift in you, God placed that desire in you, God designed you, His heartbeat was for you to be the best you you can be, for Him to do a work in you and to shine through you, to reach people around you because God doesn't want any person to perish. But the question is, will people perish? Will people die and go to hell? Yes. 
but it's not God's will that they die and go to hell. See, it isn't drinking that keeps you out of heaven. It's not drugs. It's not adultery. It's not all the big sins that we paint a picture of. It's what we do with Jesus. When a person accepts Jesus, they receive eternal life. And 1 John 5 says that they will know that they have eternal life. But if a person does not accept Jesus, it doesn't matter how good of a person they are. If they don't accept Jesus, then they stay separated from God and will spend eternity in hell. And I don't want that. You really don't want that. And God doesn't want that. Who are you and why are you here? You're here to use your gifts to point people to Him for them to have a relationship with God the same way that you have a relationship with God. Turn with me to the book of Esther, Esther chapter 4, verse 14. And what we're hap what's happening right here is, is Esther was put in a place of influence. She was uh, put in the place of being the, the queen. So Esther just wanted to kind of take a back seat. She wanted to kind of just be neutral, just be average, just let me just kind of be in the background. And, and her uncle steps up, Mordecai, and he begins to encourage her, and he begins to point to the heartbeat of God, and he begins to speak to her from an eternal perspective. And you know that's why it's so important for you and I to have the right relationships surrounding us that will continue to speak into our life from the heartbeat of God encouraging us to lift our thinking, encouraging us to lift our believing, encouraging us to be the best us that we can be. So here Esther is, and she's wanting to, to, to set back, but Uncle Mordecai encourages her to go forward. In verse 14, he says, For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Think about that. Who knows? Who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Well, we can answer that. God knows. God knows the, the day, the time, the, the, the area that you were called to. God, God knows why He wired you, why He created you. But listen to what He's saying to her. He's saying, now, if you keep silent, that's your choice. If you don't use your gift, that's, that's your choice. If you don't want to add value to people, that's your choice. If you just want to sit back and be average, that's your choice. But listen to the love of God. God is love. That's who He is. And He loves people. And He wants everybody to come into relationship with Him. So what Mordecai is saying here, that if you don't step up and be who you're called and created to be, there's going to be people that could possibly perish. But... God is so big and so loving that you might not be a part of the play, but God is going to find somebody who's willing to step up and be the best them they can be. I pray that that's you. I've made a decision. That's going to be me. I, I want to be willing as I study the lives of people throughout the Bible and history that God did a work in and did a work through. One of the key ingredients was willingness. They were willing. Psalms 110 says, in the day of the people's willingness, they saw the power of God. How willing are you to discover your purpose? How willing are you to discover your vision? How willing are you to discover God's plan for your life? That doesn't come by a, a wave of a wand. It doesn't come by, you know, go, just going to church. It comes from a pursuit of God. It comes from a hunger. And Mordecai was telling 
Esther that, listen, people are going to be saved whether you are willing or not. People are going to be delivered whether you're willing or not. People are going to know God whether you're willing or not. God will find somebody somewhere who is willing. Isaiah 119 says, when we're willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. I want to encourage you to make a decision on the inside. I'm going to be willing. I'm going to be willing to discover my gifts, my passion, my calling, my assignment. I'm going to be willing to know the heartbeat of God. I'm going to be willing to, to stay in a pursuit of relationship long enough to get my mind in alignment with God and my heart in alignment with God and my words in alignment with God. Proverbs 16, verse 3, it says, When we commit our plans, our life, our ways to God, He says, Our thoughts will become agreeable and they will be established and our plans will succeed. Well, who doesn't want to succeed? Who doesn't want to know that they're in the plan of God, the will of God? Deep down inside, every single one of us want to know that we're pleasing to God and we're fulfilling what we're put on this earth to do. Every one of us want to succeed. That's where, we, where you know, we've talked about in the past, that true success is a person being in the pursuit of God and being the best them they can be. See, when you're in your gifts, you're in your sweet spot, you're operating in your passions, you're operating in your giftedness, you're, you're in the pursuit of, 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 of pleasing the Lord with these things. You live with open hands saying, God, this is what I have. These are the desires I have. You're the one who wired me and designed me, and, and I want to honor you and please you. Remember 2 Peter 3, 9, the reason for this is that people don't perish. The reason for this is that everybody you know to come into repentance and to have a relationship with God. But I want to encourage you. Step into the game. I want to encourage you. Who are you and why are you here? You are here for such a time as this. You are. Regardless of your past, God didn't make a mistake. You didn't slip by in the making process. Regardless of your mom, your dad, you're here for a purpose. For such a time as this, and God is saying, I will find somebody to reach the people you know, and I want it to be you, but if it's not you... I will find somebody else. In other words, he's saying people will be redeemed. People will be healed. Marriages will be restored. Lives will be brought into relationship with God with you or without you. God's going to find somebody who's willing. And I hope you're on the other side of this camera saying, pick me. Remember when we were little kids and we used to get picked for, you know, kickball or dodgeball and we all wanted to be picked. Well, he's the greatest captain. He's referred to as the captain of our salvation. And he's saying, I, I pick you. I pick you regardless of how you feel, regardless of your qualifications, regardless. I pick you. And when we know that God picks us and we're willing and we want to be involved with God's plan as will being done on earth as it is in heaven, it is a phenomenal life. It's an adventure in faith. It's a life of victory. It's a life of overcoming. It's a life of, of fulfillment knowing that you know God and you're in the process of being the best you you can be. Say, say to yourself right now, I, I'm willing, Lord. I'm willing. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, and I want us to, to keep thinking about, okay, what part am I going to play? See, my, my part's going to look a little different than your part, and your part's going to look a little different than my part. But Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, it says, He Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. See, part of my role 
is to build up the saints. Part of my role is to share God's heart, to equip you for you to go out and do the work of the ministry. Look with me in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And we're talking about who are we and why are we here? Who, who are you? You're chosen by God. That's who you are. Who, who are you? You're created in the image and likeness of God. Who are you? If you're a born-again child of God, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Who are you? You've been delivered from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And why are you here? Why are you gifted? Why are you wired? Why are you designed? Why are you, do you know the people you know? Because God wants every person to know Him. Who are you? And why are you here? 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and it says, let me get over here to the right place, but you are, listen, who, who are you? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. I want to read this again. This is so powerful. Who are you? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His marvelous light. One of the greatest things is whenever you truly come out of darkness and into light and in your, you're in the process of knowing God and being the best you you can be and you start to proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness. The, the reality of the mercy of God, the reality of the grace of God, the reality of the power of the blood of Jesus, the reality that the Word is working in humanity, the, the reality that you have been chosen. Remember the captain of our salvation? He's chosen you and I, the reality that you're a royal priesthood, the reality. See, God, when He went to rebuild the nation, the people, He was looking for a priesthood. Priest simply means somebody who's willing to come near to God. Now, yes, we have the fivefold offices of ministry, the apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, and we're all working together around the world to equip the body of Christ for the body of Christ to go out and to do the work of the ministry, to point people to Jesus. But the reality that I'm chosen, the reality that God wants to work in us and through us, the reality. I remember before I, I gave my life to the Lord, me and a, a buddy of mine, we're driving along there, and he asked me, well, what do you want to do whenever you get older? And I remember I, you know, I was in a bad environment and everything. I'm sitting there, and I'm smoking a cigarette. And I said, yeah, I think I might like to help some people one of these days. <laughs> I didn't even know the Lord at that time. But see, the real me was, the real me was talking. The real me was speaking. And I just went on about my business. But when that reality hit, when I did accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I realized that God chose me from before the foundations of the earth, regardless of my past, regardless of the dumb decisions that I had made, that I'm a royal priesthood, I'm a holy nation, I'm chosen by God to proclaim the praises of Him who called me out of darkness, and I was in some darkness, and He brought me into light. Remember, who are you? You're chosen. Who are you? You're redeemed. Who are you? You're forgiven. Who are you? You're cleansed by the blood. Who are you? You're designed to have a relationship with God. And why are you here? <laughs> to use your gifts, your calling, your assignment to reach people, to bring them out of darkness and bring them into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So this is something I'd like you to do right now is to think, what do I have 
that God can use? What gift do you have? What desire do you have? I was talking to a, an individual, a friend of mine who's in the military this past week, and, and he was just talking about, and I'm sure there's a lot of you watching that maybe you have a, you kind of like the rabbi, you've lost your sense of purpose. You don't know why you're here. And he's saying, I just, I just want to know why I'm here. And so we begin to talk about the importance of, God, this is what I have. For me, I, I, I rodeo at the professional level. I, I, I team rope. I, I rope. I, I, I do leadership development. I'm, I'm in the ministry. These are the gifts that I have that God has placed in me. But it's like the little boy that have the five loaves and the two fish to feed the 20,000 people. He said, Lord, this is, this is all I have. Jesus said, great. I'll take the little that you have and I'll lift it up to the Father and I'll bring multiplication to it. You know, God isn't asking you for something you don't have. He's asking you for what you do have. And when we live like this and we live surrendered and we allow the Lord to take our five loaves and two fish, what seems so little to feed so many people, then God will, he'll, he'll take it, he'll receive it, and multiplication will come back to you. Are you willing to be who you're created, to be who are you, you're chosen, who are you, you're redeemed, why are you here, to point people to Him, to have a relationship with Him. Acts chapter 17. I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am because it just brings clarity to, to who we are and why we're here. Acts chapter 17, verses 26 through 27. And it says, And He has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. And He has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for Him and find Him, though He is not far from each one of us. Notice what he was saying. He was saying that God knows the boundaries. God knows the time. God knows why you're gifted, why you're wired, why you're designed the way you're designed. And it says, so when people are desiring to know God, they look around and they see you. They look around and they pick up the phone. Hey, I know so-and-so, they're, they're a Christian. I know so-and-so, they, they're not religious, but they're a person in relationship with Almighty God. Think about if God is love and God loves the businessman and God loves the school teacher and God loves the government and God loves the cowboy and God loves the biker and God loves every realm of influence, every type of people, what's the best way to reach the businessman? What's the best way to reach the cowboy? What's the best way to reach the biker? What's the, whatever sphere of influence it is, is to place someone who loves him who realize I've been called out of darkness, brought into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. They, they realize I'm put on this earth for such a time as this. God knew where I was going to be born and who I was going to be connected to. And he, and, he, and he filled me with these gifts and these desires and these passions. And I'm willing to open my hands up like this. And I realize who am I? I'm a child of God. And why am I here to point people to Him? And so that business person, that school teacher, that, that doctor, that lawyer, Lawyer, that construction worker, that whoever it is, the best way to reach that sphere of influence is with another businessman, with another school teacher, with another construction worker. 
whatever you're gifted, whatever area you're designed to operate in, God wants to do a work in you and through you to change the world around you. Remember, who are you? You. Why are you here? Open your hands today. Open your heart today. Be willing for God to do a work in you and through you to change the world around you. Look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Who are we and why are we here? If you just tuned in today, we're answering that question. Who are we and why are we here? Who are we? We're chosen. Who are we? We're redeemed. Who are we? We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Who are we? We're new creations. Who are, why are we here? Because God doesn't want any person to be lost. He doesn't want any person to go to hell. He doesn't want any person to be out of relationship with Him. So He chooses people like you and me, and He gifts us and wires us and designs us, and He puts us in a certain place to reach the people that we're connected to because God wants to reach them. But He's looking for people who says, I'm willing, kind of like Esther, I'm, I'm born for such a time as this. And I encourage you to get up every day. And I'm born for such a time as this. I'm designed for such a time as this. I'm wired for such a time as this. I'm gifted for such a time as this. And, and God, I lift it up like my five loaves and two fish. I lift it up to you and I ask you to increase it, multiply it, add value to people with it. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. He says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Notice he says your salt, your light. What what happens if salt loses its flavor? What happens? See, see salt is an influencer. Light is an influencer. It influences darkness. It drives darkness out. You want to get rid of darkness? Turn on the light. You want to add um, seasoning to food to make it where you can taste it better than you add salt to it. But if the salt loses its flavor, then it's no good. If you and I forget who we are, then it's no good. We want, the Holy Spirit is here to help us today to remember who we are, that we're light, we're salt, we have gifts, we have passions, we have desires. What's the purpose of that? To point people to Him, for people to know Him just like you and I know Him, that we've come out of darkness and into light. He says, come on now, realize that you are a light. Realize that you are a person of value. Realize that God wants to work in you and through you. Who, who are you? You're a child of God, hopefully. Why are you here? Why are you gifted? Why are you designed for you to know God and be the best you can be, but for God to work in you and through you to reach those around you, to point them to Him? Who are you? Maybe you're watching the show right now, and you really don't know who you are. You can't honestly say with conviction that who am I? I'm a child of God. 
you can't truly say with conviction, who am I? I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Who am I? I'm created in the image and likeness of God, and I'm created to have a relationship with Almighty God. You don't have that knowing on the inside of you. It's not a coincidence that you're watching this show. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that God ordered your footsteps to be tuning in right now, and He wants a relationship with you, and He wants to breathe life into your gifts, your calling, your assignment, your purpose, so you can answer, who am I? I'm forgiven. That's who I am. Who am I? I'm redeemed. Who am I? I'm victorious warrior. Who? Why am I here? Because God wants to work in me, through me, to touch the people around me, to get His will done on earth just like it is in heaven. God loves the people that you are connected to, but He's waiting for your willingness. He wants you to be involved with His plan. Will you be a part today? Will you say, Lord, here am I. Use everything that you've placed on the inside of me. I surrender it back to you. See, the gifts, they come from God anyway, so why not allow Him to put His super on your natural and make a difference to the, the world that you're involved in? If you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, you've never called upon the name of Jesus, you don't know whether you've come from darkness into light. I want this to be your moment. Would you say a very simple prayer with me if you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, if you want to settle where you're going to spend eternity, if you want to have that knowing on the inside of you that if you were to die today, you would spend eternity with God? It's very simple. And wherever you're sitting or standing or however you're watching this right now, if you'll say this prayer, believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and declaring with your mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord, according to God's word, right where you're sitting, right where you're standing, wherever you're at, you come from darkness into light. You become a new creation in Christ Jesus, and you can be certain that you'll spend eternity with Almighty God. Can we pray this simple prayer together? Can we just say, Father God, today is the day that I make the decision to believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead to give me life. And right now, I accept that life. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior. And according to God's Word, I'm now cleansed, I'm forgiven, and I can be certain that I'll spend eternity with Almighty God. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time in your life, the Bible says the angels in heaven are rejoicing over that prayer that you just prayed. So who are you? You're born again child of God. Who are you? You're saved. Who are you? You're redeemed. I want you to go to the website, TreyJohnsonMinistries.com. Let us know about the decision that you just made. Get signed up for the daily devotionals and stuff that I write. Go to the podcast. Go to the social media. Go to our YouTube channel. There's so many different things that we offer to help you grow in your relationship with God. And you know what? I want to encourage you. Push the record on your, your TV don't miss these shows. I'm, I want to add value to your life. I want you to know God, and I want you to be the best you that you can be. This is Trey Johnson. Until next week, keep growing, keep going. We'll talk to you soon.